Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark. I am the host, Lee. I am the co-host, Jennifer. It is great to invite Gabriel Goodwin, who goes by Gabby, to join us. Gabby is the CEO of Gabby Bose who has also been featured as one of our entrepreneur kids for our children's book series, where we illustrated the story of Gabby and her mom invented and patented a new kind of hairball and built a company called Gabby Bows. Today, we are going to talk with Gabby about her big courage, how I went from being a shy kid to a kid CEO. Before we dive in Gabby's story, let's first learn a little about courage. According to Cambridge Dictionary, Courage is the ability to control fear and to be willing to deal with something that is dangerous, difficult, or unpleasant. It's also about being brave and confident enough to do what you believe in. We would love to hear how Gabby took the courageous leap and stepped out of her fear and comfort zone. So to begin with, Gabby, can you introduce yourself and tell us how you started Gabby Bose? So hi, my name is Gabrielle Goodwin. I am 12 years old and the president and CEO of Gabby Bow's the first and patented double face double snapperette. And right now we have been in business for five years. And for me to be starting at seven and growing, um, as Jennifer said, I'm going to be talking about courage. And now that I'm able to um, have big courage, because when I was little and started the business, I didn't really have any courage to start with. And now for me to be able to um, talk and talk about courage and be able to use it as well is amazing and yeah great gabby um good introduction for your story yeah even though i have actually read your story many many times it inspires me every time when you when i read it your story showed us it takes a lot of courage to start something and also be very persistent to keep it going I remember a saying in the story that you consistently remind your mom to design your own hairball. You also mentioned that you don't take no as a no, but another way for you to move on and keep going. So I can see that perseverance is a big part of your personality. So what do you think are other personality and characteristics about you that makes you different? So can you share us maybe some stories that, you know, help to shape your personality and characteristics? So um, I'm very determined. And when I was little, I do dance. And so when I was little, I would be dancing on stage at the performance. And when my other um, classmates were doing something wrong or weren't doing the dance correctly, I would tell them right on stage in front of all the people. And it embarrassed my parents, but I thought I was actually doing a great deed for my other classmates. 
and just to um because I wanted to I wanted my class to be the best I could be and I want everybody to be the best that they can be whatever they're doing and just for me to be that determined little girl on stage and now being determined to um be to grow the successful business and to keep going in my life because there's a bunch of stuff going on in my life I have dance I have school and I'm, I'm public schooled so it's more than homeschooling and I also have a business and my dad has a business my brother does football and we all are running around doing all these different things but it makes us a um, unique family and so those that's probably one of my traits or I guess characteristics and also that I'm very I guess I was introverted at the first I guess in the first part but now that I'm able to I'm a little balance of extroverted and introverted so it's like if I don't know people I have to ease my way into learning um, who they are and what they like to do what they do whatever but then when I know when I've known them for a very long time it's like we can just have a conversation about things and um, that's probably my traits and characteristics that's great um, so Gabby as a kid you have done much more you know um, than a lot of peers who are at the same age so you are a dreamer but who also takes great actions for what you believe in so if you would share something that what you really believe in what would they be um, probably just as I said, just for everybody to do great at what they um want to achieve, just to um let them know that they're able they can be able to do it. They just have to keep going and believe in themselves. And I really want other people to understand what they are trying to um accomplish because when I started the business First, like a lot of people think that um, they may become a overnight success. Like you may do this thing and then go to sleep and then, oh my gosh, you're now a billionaire or a millionaire. But that's not really what happens. And so just for me to be able to experience that as well, because um, there are a bunch of things that I thought that I could achieve in just that one little um, bit of time, but it takes a very long time to accomplish. And just to let them know that they have to persevere no matter what, because there's a bunch of obstacles that would get in their way that no one or they didn't even think that um, it would get in their way, but it did. And just to help them get out of that situation as well, because I am really a team player and I really want to have everybody succeed. So, Gabby. Today, we are going to chat about Big Courage, how I went from being a shy kid to a kid CEO. Here, I want to refer to Susan Cain's best-selling book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in the World That Can't Stop Talking. In her book, Susan actually argues why there is power in introverts, when many people our Western world believe in that to be an achiever or a great leader, you must be bold, action-oriented, outgoing, and aggressive. I'm not sure exactly if you're an introvert or extrovert, perhaps a mixture of both, but through the topic title you pick, we know that you must have changed a lot after creating your company and being a girl CEO. So tell us everything about courage, how you went from being a shy kid to a kid CEO. So 
So my first tip is to speak up. So when I was starting, what I would do was mumble when we had done a vendor show. People couldn't really hear me because I wasn't really that outgoing person that would talk to anybody. And for me to speak up, was it was a challenge at first. But then I started to um, keep doing it. And that's one of my tips for speaking up, just to keep speaking. You can go to, um, I guess you can do something at school where you're speaking on, where you're doing a speaking part in the play or just to, um, I guess, if you're going around the community to talk to people. Because if you're an introvert or if you don't really talk to people as much and are very quiet, if you talk to more people, if you do more speaking um, events, you'll be able to get that courage of being able to speak in front of anybody. And for me to keep going and to keep speaking, that was um, big for me because now I'm able to speak in front of adults and children of all quantities and ages. And now that because I did more speaking, I'm able to achieve in um, speaking to more people. Yeah, so I actually have a comment, yeah, Gabby, for the, for your first point, speaking up, um, because we knew actually you your dad helps you a lot in terms of training you to, you know, be a good public speaker. And I also knew that uh, you have spoken at so many different places, seen school, on stage, at conferences, you know, in front of adults or kids. And you also have probably developed your own style and sales pitch, you know, that you have to repeat many, many, many times and get better and better. So can you tell us a little bit about your training actually in terms of speaking up? So what I do is I practice if I have a major speech or something that's happening in school or in the community. I'm able to practice with my mom and dad and just to um, keep going it over and over. Like if it's like a speaking event that I have, I either I'm able to go travel, whatever I need to do, then settle in, be able to practice for the next day and I'm able to get that in my mind get the speech in my mind know what I'm supposed to be doing and just for me to be able to keep going as you said my dad's a comedian so he really helps me with public speaking he's always on stage and he's telling me tips on what I should do with my enthusiasm or he's telling me that I did a great job, what I need to improve, and what needs to keep going. And for him to help me, because there's a bunch of people that don't really have a dad that's a comedian. So I take that, I don't really take that for granted. And just for me to um, take his tips and be able to succeed in public speaking, it's pretty cool. So my second tip, is to not be afraid to lose. So a lot of people aren't, um, a lot of people want to win, they're very competitive. And then when you don't win, it like messes up your courage and it's like, oh, I didn't win, the world is over or whatever. But I learned to keep going when I lose because I've heard a lot of no's um, in pitch competitions and in all these type of other um, competitions that I've been in. 
and just for me to keep going when I lose because it was really hard for me at first and then I'm able to keep going for um, a long period of time like having another competition after another competition keep losing that you're able to adapt to that and be able to keep going so one example was that I was in the running for the 2017 Team Pin of the Year. And I went there and I was excited. And so, but then I lost. And my dad has told me when I came back that tears are the nutrients of dreams, like sunlight is the plants. And so I really took that. And then I ran for the same award the next year, 2018. And I was really scared at first because I was like, oh, I lost the first time. I'm probably not going to win again. And um, but my mom had pushed me to be able to be like, hey, you're nominated. I nominated you. We're going to win again. We're going to win this time. And so for me to be able to go there, go the second time and um, be there at the Black Enterprise Summit, and for me to win that time, that was pretty cool because now I'm able to be like, hey, your loss has paid off. Um, my dad had also said that losing can help you because when you win, you lay back, you're like, oh, I won, I don't really have to do anything. And now for me to be able to lose and then keep going, it's pretty, it worked off, it paid off and that I'm able to keep going no matter what because um if you're losing it's really not the end of the world it may be a major competition it may be just a um competition at school and with your class and just for you to keep going because lo losing doesn't really um it's not really impacting your life it's just there to br try to bring you down but don't let it bring you down that's very interesting because I still remember when I was in middle school on uh, the first year when I participated the school racing I didn't actually win you know any of the top three prizes but because I was so determined wanting to earn some kind of prize the next year so I trained so much harder to prepare for that race and I did earn two different prizes you know the second year so through your story I can also tell that probably like in the past year you know after you lost the first year in 2017 then you probably prepared way more to get yourself ready you know in terms of your business ideas or your speech you know and anything that can get yourself better after this one year of growth right yes Yeah, so my third tip is that no, um, that don't be afraid of no. So as you said before that I don't really take no as a no. And so now that I'm able to keep going because when I had heard my first no, I was devastated. And now that I'm able to just hear no and be like, oh, okay, let's just keep going because that really doesn't affect me as much now. And now that I'm able to keep going while hearing a no is amazing because if I didn't really pursue this dream, I would probably be devastated every single time I heard a no. And for me to be able to 
grow my strength and hearing no's through this business is pretty cool. And so I have a saying that says no, it's just an abbreviation for next opportunity. And so after every no, or after every 10 no's, you're still gonna get a yes. It can be a simple yes, it can be a really big yes. And just for us to keep going after those no's and being able to succeed with another yes or another win, whatever you would call it, is um, amazing to have us keep going because there's a bunch of other successful people that have heard a bunch of no's. They've been through a lot of trials and tribulations before they actually started their million, billion dollar business. And for them to be able to be where they are now and making millions and billions of dollars and not letting no's get to them, that's how you become successful. You don't let stuff get to you. And just to keep going because no's are just there to stop you. They're trying to stop you. They're trying to let you down. And don't let that happen because if you do, as I said, it's probably not going to turn out the way that you wanted it to turn out. And just to not be afraid of no. So, Gabby, I, I think this is, you know, like become one of the philosophy that you really believe in. Um, can, can you like specify, maybe tell us an example that really turned you down? And then how did that become and yes, later, you know, how, yeah, how did you like manage your own emotion journey and everything? Yeah. So we were in, it was probably like the first year of the business and we had, we were in about 50 stores in Georgia and South Carolina in a major retailing store that's across the country, probably around the world. And uh, we were, uh, we were doing great in that store and they wanted us to, they they like Gabby Bell so much that they wanted to expand them to 360 more stores in six states. And we were really excited and we were ready. We were um, going to a photo shoot, being getting prepared for that. And I had gotten in the car with my brother and we were ready to go to that photo shoot. My mom was getting ready to get in the car and she had got a phone call saying that they were canceling the expansion and not selling Gabby Bells anymore because they weren't making as much money as um, other barrettes or other hair products were. And so my mom had got me and my brother and I could tell that she had been crying because she really wanted this. And so she told me what had happened later and in my mind, I forgot to tell my mom something that I learned at school the other day. So it just randomly popped up in my head and I was like, okay, well, did you know there's a shark tank in Canada called Dragons? And she was really confused. And I know that's a really big dream for all entrepreneurs to get on Shark Tank. So she had probably thought that I was like, oh, well, that's, okay that's just a no let's keep going and that realize and she that made her realize that i was ready to keep going no matter what and now we are in once upon a child stores and um 16 states across the u.s and also in canada as well and now from us being able to go from that really really early retail um i guess retail expansion that really shouldn't have happened because 
that really messed up our margin and everything else. But now we're able to be in more stores, which helps us as well. So I just want to know, I'm sure when you were starting out, you were all devastated with the nose. But what changed your mindset about that? Because I often deal with not being able to accept like rejection, you know, but I'm not sure how to make my mindset to be like yours and take it as my motivation. So what I did, basically, as I said um, before, that I'm very determined. And when I don't get um, that win or whatever, I really get, um, I guess you would say, fired up or whatever. And I realized that, oh, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. And just for um, that quote that came up, the no just means next opportunity, that one that came up when they got a really, really, really devastating no. And that was when we were in a competition for fifty thousand dollars. It was it was a really big deal. And we had lost and I have felt devastated and then I was like, But wait, we could probably make that fifty thousand dollars later. Um, so I was like, Okay, I can calm myself down it's okay and I was at the point where I was turning more into a preteen and so it was like okay I need to change my mindset while I'm growing and maturing and that was what came with it I was um well sometimes it does depend on your um attitude or personality because if you're a very fired up person and competitive it takes sometimes a very long time to actually realize oh it's a no it's okay it's really not but then but it's really not a major thing but my parents have also taught me just to keep going because that's just a no that's just something trying to pull you down and what I did was take that advice took that advice and um just changed my mindset and I think that's probably what um, a lot of people should do as well. That's amazing. Um, so it's incredible to me how young you are and you're already doing amazing things and accomplishing so much already. And I think a lot of accomplishments depend on our motivation. So what and who keeps you motivated? Um, so my parents are mostly the ones that are motivating me to keep going. Um, so they've known me all my life and that I'm able to um, go to them when I'm in certain situations and for them to keep going because they really wanted me to achieve my dreams and for them to be able to um, do to sacrifice so much and for them to um, help me be able to achieve my dreams. And they've said multiple times that they've never they were never able to um, really achieve their dreams like this. And for them to do so much for me, and they keep me motivated because my dad's always traveling. He's a comedian. And my mom still has a daytime job, full-time job. And she's handling my business. She's handling my dad's booking. And she is handling my brother's football or school and she's both helping us with school and all these type of things that she's doing and um, same with my dad they're able to sacrifice so much and I really get inspired by them 
Great. So I agree. I think a lot of people who are around us inspire us every day. And speaking of motivation, I think that everyone has a dream in their life that, of course, requires motivation. And most of their dreams are about their career. So when you were younger, what did you want to do with your life? I understand that you started this company when you were really young, but did you always know that you wanted to do this, have your own company and be an entrepreneur? Um, I've always wanted to inspire other girls to um, keep believing in their dreams and just for me to do it in some type of way. Um, I knew when, because I, as I said, I danced and when I was little, I still was a dancer. And so at that point, I was probably thinking of becoming like a professional dancer or doing something like that and inspiring girls that way. But then we started to have this problem where I was always losing my barrettes. And then I was like, oh, we should probably start this instead. Um, even though I still do want to dance and that will probably be a lot. But hey, I'm able to um, keep going because I'm doing it at a very young age um, now. So just I, that's what really inspired me to start this business and just to keep going. Um, and inspiring young girls to keep growing themselves as well. That's great. Thank you for sharing and inspiring us. So, Gabby, putting away all the business things we chatted about, I wanted to know what are some of your favorite subjects in school, and what are other things you like to do? As you know, like not as a CEO, but you know, as a just a girl, yeah, in school. Um. So my favorite subjects are math. And social studies. Um, I also play the violin, and um, as I said, I also dance as well. And um, I'm able to also spend time with my friends and my family, and just to have time with them because that's really precious time that you're able to spend with other people. And I also like to read as well. Wow. So that's already very impressive, and I, I think for many girls, probably would also wonder how do you manage your time, going to school, having all these you know hobbies, and at the same time still got chance to hang out with friends and family, and at the same time running a business. What did you? How did you do it? So um, what I do is basically go to school, but when I come back. I immediately start on schoolwork, so then I'm able to have more time for business and other things. Um, when it comes to spending time with other people, it's when I have free time, like on the weekends. I don't really have schoolwork to do, so I'm doing business work and also just having more time with family. And also for me to just, well, my mom doesn't like the word balance. She says blend. So um, she is basically like what she does she blends work together with business and what i do is i just t use my time wisely and blend blend what you what 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 you would say is um just to blend those together be thinking of school but also if i have a pitch after school i'm able to um look at that script in my free time and able to um and i'm able to be able to be ready for that and just to um as i said use time management because if you use time management it really pays off and 
that I'm not able to get distracted at times where I don't really need to get distracted. And that's how I balance everything. Yeah, I love how you talk about um, blending instead of balancing. So thank you, Gabby, for sharing your stories and insight on courage. Today, we learned that in order to be courageous, we have to speak up, motivate ourselves, don't be afraid to lose, and don't be afraid to take a no. We are very happy to have you joining us today, and thanks for delivering these powerful messages to our parents and kids who are striving to be more and more creative in their daily lives. Great summary, Jennifer. Thanks, Gabby, and thanks everyone for listening to Spark by Entrepreneur Kid, where all kids are empowered to learn, create, and become. I'm the host, Lee. I'm the co-host, Jennifer. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at peachandplumlab.com.